no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to the 40 Yard Switch. It's been another wild week of Euro 2020 action, and me and my always wonderful co host, Wilby, <laughs> are here to break it down once again. Uh, the group stage is finished, and we're looking ahead to the round of 16, Wilby. Yes, we are. Very, very exciting fixtures there. Um, yeah, it's. it's going to be great. It's going to be really good stuff. High quality football as we get into the nuts and bolts of the competition. But firstly, let's recap what has been a roller coaster ride of a group stage uh, with teams, uh, places set in, not set in stone till the final minutes of some of the games uh, in Group F. But Group F was crazy. Yeah, it lived up to its name as the Group of Death for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, Group A. Yeah, not much to report here. Yeah, uh, Italy basically t- too strong for everyone else. Wales were like, Wales were impressive um, in a couple games, but yeah, Italy just did enough to get past them in that and top of the group. In what was overall a rather poor group, if I'm honest. Yeah, like it wasn't very interesting. No, it was Italy dominant, and then then two teams that were okay, and then one team that was absolutely diabolical. Yeah, I think I think the interesting thing was just how bad. I mean, we touched on it in we touched on it in in the last episode um, that Turkey were disappointing, but the set of three games that they played were were terrible. Negative seven goal difference, um, only one goal for it's um yeah very disappointing return yeah. for those Turkey fans and and yeah it's just like. It's, it, it's sort of weird to see like where I guess they had a good run in qualifying but it's weird for how bad they were to see really where the hype came from yeah because like like we said aside from those that core group of players that they have the two centre-backs Chalanolu and Barak Yilmaz there's not a whole lot else in that team of like players of note who you'd be like oh yeah he's good oh yeah he's good yeah so yeah ultimately disappointing and um I think I think the other thing is well the one goal for was like a, a worldie in that in that last game mm. against Switzerland and just not a lot they of didn't like create much yeah there's not a lot of good like open player creation or even set piece creation mm. anyway Italy Wales and Switzerland go through uh, during as uh, Switzerland uh, accrue four points and go through moving on to Group B um, yeah so we got B- Belgium going through with with maximum points um, Denmark going through in second with one of the that that game against Russia was, game, of the was game of the tournament yeah like I just think moment of the tournament so far is the Christiansen goal like and and we've talked about this off air I reckon it's like we, we kind of think that it's, it's it's goal of the tournament really yeah because Sheik's goal technically amazing but yeah just the scenes in the crowd when that bullet went through from Christiansen was because like yeah if, if you think about it Sheik's goal if, in, in like in like the vacuum of like winning like say like a Puskas award mm. is probably better but in, in in the context of Euro 2020 the tournament Christensen's, Christensen's goal of the tournament so far yeah like 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 how, the, the struggles that the Denmark team has gone through 
Uh, that goal essentially was, was, even though they'd score one more after that, was the nail in the coffin. A centre-back scoring a goal like that as opposed to a striker. I mean, still take nothing away from Schick's strike, but like Christensen running up and hitting that like that as a centre-back. Yeah, I didn't know he had it. I didn't know he had it in him. Neither did that. <laughs> and I think, yeah, just the scenes in the stadium is, for that whole game, but in, in that moment was was amazing. Yeah, and also, yeah, the, the full Copenhagen Stadium rocking yeah. Uh, also, interesting that Denmark go through on only three points, um, scraping through on goal difference, which I thought was quite interesting. Like they, yeah, I think that's only team to qualify with th- uh, qualify in the top two with three points. Mm. But that's that's they just showed like it's tough because like the Finland game is pretty much a write off. Then the Belgian game, Belgium probably just too good slash hadn't quite found their stride again after um, losing Eriksen. Yeah, and then the Russia game it just clicked, and uh, yeah, I think I think they've got more more to give yet. Yeah, they're like hit, they're hitting the stride at at, at the right time. Go, yeah, go, going into the round of sixteen game that we'll touch on later. Um, obviously, um, oh no, not obviously, <laughs> but Finland came in third um, on three points as well as Russia, um, and so that's not enough to get them through. No, I but think... they Finland performed well. I think Russia performed poorly. I think yeah, Russia negative seven goal difference, getting trounced by De- uh, Denmark and Belgium, and narrowly beating Finland. Like yeah. that, that's a game that could have really gone either way. Um, yeah, I think Finland, for such a small nation, will take heart with that result for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they've got many young players coming up through the ranks because, but like they've definitely got a good sort of core team there, and like they can defend backs against the wall pretty well. Uh, but yeah, it's just they've also got um, mate. Well, did, did they win the poll for best kit? <laughs> they did win out there. Yeah. If, if those those of you who are listeners who I saw on Instagram, we ran the Instagram poll for uh, best kit at the Euros, and um, it was a close but uh, close win, but a win nonetheless for Finland, uh, winning over the Black Netherlands away kit, fifty three percent to forty seven percent. In the end, I, I prefer the Netherlands kit. Yeah, in fact, Wilbur's bought the Netherlands kit yeah, for himself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good yeah. segue, actually. Yeah, Group C. Straight. Oh, <laughs> look at you go. Uh, yes, well, take it. Uh, Netherlands, uh, obviously, commanding in that group. Uh, better than I thought they would be, honestly. Mm. Better than we both probably thought they would be, actually. Um, looking really good. Uh, playing a back, playing what is essentially a back five, but turn, essentially, but like essentially. Dumfries and Van Arnholt are pretty much played as midfielders the entire um, group stage, but looked really good. Uh, Wijnaldum making a strong case for player of the tournament at the moment. Yeah, he's bossing he's, it. He's killed. I, I think su- surprise packets in the Netherlands too with, with Marlon and Dumfries. Like they've been so good yeah. and so vital to that team so far. And also, like you've touched on before, Depay's resurgence just keeps going. Um, yeah. Yeah, so like... They'll be a really they'll be a team to watch because um, as something we'll touch on later, they're on the they're on the less intense side of the knockout side, knockout rounds. Yeah, yeah. So they could definitely make a run to it. I can see them making a run to at least the semifinals. Mm. Uh, Austria go through. In the end, probably the better team. Like, like as 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 much as it pains us to say it, uh, Arnautovic makes a difference. Mm. in that team uh, we don't like him it was great to see him miss that opportunity it was great to see him miss that one on one we don't like him as a, as, as a person but as a player he makes a difference um, Alaba again really consistent their, their defender their defence resolute uh, it would have been nice to see Ukraine go through but I think on, on the day 
in that game against the Ukraine, they probably deserved to go through. But Ukraine, definitely a team to watch next year if they qualify for the World Cup, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, they've got some... Yeah, in, in addition to Zinchenko. I think we've touched on this, but Malinowski and, and Yamalenko. Yeah. Really good. North Macedonia, uh, your, your, pick to, your pick to get out of the group. <laughs> Didn't quite go that way, but like that's not without a fight. Yeah, I, I would say though, there's 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 points in in every match that they've had where they could have, you know, yeah, the, the game could have gone differently. Um, like there was like three offsides against no, there was two offside against the Netherlands, and one that hit the post, which very unlucky not to go in. Yeah, um, I feel like yeah, they they've definitely put up for a team that probably most people wrote off. They put up. a damn good fight and also like just even getting to the tournament and having Goran Pandev score the only goal North Macedonia has scored in a major tournament in yeah. possibly ever since they became a country ever yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's the youngest player to score yeah, 37 <laughs> <laughs> to score a major tournament itself in North Macedonia wow <laughs> but yeah a good story but in the end not not as whole and on, on the whole a good team I think the problem that I probably didn't look at enough was their defence. Yeah. They copped eight goals. Yeah. They've, well, got, they've got some nice players going forward, but... Yeah. But yeah, a team that, have, have, apart from Pandev and Alioski, not a whole lot of players who play at the top level. Yeah. So yeah. But like, hey, it was a good story, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, then, moving on to... Group D, England. Our boys. <laughs> Disappointed against Scotland, I will say, but... Yeah. Bounce back. Yeah, not not a convincing topping of the group uh, by any stretch. I I think it's not a particularly strong group, generally speaking. But we did we did what we needed to do. Seven points, um, just two goals, which is interesting. That's that's got to be one of the lowest. That's equal with North Macedonia. True, but then but we copped none. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say like it was only two goals for, and probably only no more than ten shots on target throughout the three games, if yeah. that. But. Like, we say it wasn't the best group in hindsight, but going into it, everyone thought Croatia might even be pushing them for top of the group. And typically, everyone's always said that England would slip up against the Czech Republic or even a Scotland in, like, a big derby game like that because, you know, England's typically had, like, lack of a spine in those type of games. But we yeah, it kind of did, though. Huh? <laughs> they kind of did, though, but they we, held. We did, but at the same time, it's zero goals against. Never, apart from maybe one or two scares in the Scotland game, haven't really looked like conceding a goal at all. Yeah. I feel like Pickford, as, as, as good as he's been, has been ra- rather unworked. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like, it, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's a convincing uh, you know, step, in, step into the last 16, uh, but I do feel it's job done. You know, it's three clean sheets... Job done. On to the next round. Yeah, I think the the other thing is we've got we've scored two goals, but it could have been it, it could have been a lot more quite easily. Yeah. There was like at least three times we hit the post. We kind of clear opportunities. That Harry Kane chance in the um, Czech Republic game. Yeah, that was it was plenty. The and John it, Stones header that hit the post. Exactly, and this is something on. that um, you've touched on uh, after we found out that um, we drew Germany. Uh, in the round of 16, which we'll touch on in a second, is that England have been have struggled to break down teams that play, like, sit back and play a low block, like Scotland, in, in essence, Czech Republic a little bit as well. But the game will open up a lot against Germany. And I saw, actually, uh, Joachim Löw say 
uh, England um, attack a lot, uh, you know, so they'll be open to, to counter. And I, don't, I think if that's the mindset he's going in, got going into the game, he's going to find it's not that. Because yeah. we're going to probably sit back with a back four. I hope it's a back four. Imagine <laughs> if we don't play. Uh, and then uh, two defense. Even if Henderson plays, it's two, it, any three of those guys are two defensively minded midf- midfielders, and then we'll look to hit on the counter. So I think Bayern Munich and Germany play very high lines with admittedly not the fastest centre-backs, yeah. Ginter, Hummels and Rüdiger. So I think... And that, Sula, I don't know yeah. sure if he plays, but... Yeah, so there's, there's, there's not... Slowest of the bunch. There, yeah, there's, 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 there could be plenty of chances for players like uh, Grealish, Sterling, Saka, uh, Rashford to get in behind and um, counter. God forbid Sancho plays. God forbid, God forbid Sancho <laughs> plays. I hope, hope he does, but it doesn't look like makes the squad. Um, but yeah, I d- d- disappointing. Um, d- just to finish off Group D, d- disappointing result for Scotland in the end mm-hmm. with one point. I think they they were better than one point. They were better than one point, but I, again, I think it's a bit of naivety. Like they they should have battened down the hatches like like they did against England in, in every game. Yeah. But they perhaps thought a little bit too much or of themselves or less of the opposition against Czech Republic and Croatia, and got hurt for it yeah I think that's that's true of the Czech Republic game but by the time the Croatia game comes they had around, to given what they'd done yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway that's group D anyway Croatia also going through yeah right <laughs> Croatia also uh, yeah and Czech Republic Czech Republic Sorry, and yeah. Croatia going through <laughs> I don't see them winning either of their round 16 games but we'll get on to that later I feel like I've said that a few times already <laughs> we'll um, we will though <laughs> we will though just you wait um, and then okay group E uh, Sweden surprise surprise packaging in this one, topping the group, mm. uh, looking pretty convincing for it too. I, I, although we did say it wasn't the most convincing nil all against Spain because they did cop seventeen uh, attempts, but come out came out with it with a nil all and then went on and beat Slovakia and Poland. So it looks really good now. But yeah, I, I, we touched on it in the last episode. But they didn't defend well against Spain. Yeah. They just I feel got lucky. So yeah, but then Spain with a, resound, like a resounding win against Slovakia in the final game, but first two games, again, not didn't look that convincing. Should have beaten Poland. Absolutely should have beaten Poland. I think they did look convincing. I, th- I think that's the thing. I, I think every game Spain's played, they ha- they've looked amazing, yeah. but they haven't been able to score it. Like the, the players that they've, and the stuff that those players are doing in midfield is, is quite in- incredible, but like, I reckon, especially Pedri. The amount of she chances he creates is, is crazy. And I think it, it, it kind of all came together against Slovakia. Ad- admittedly, they got a bit lucky with some interesting own goals. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think Spain are a really good team. And this but could be it's, another... Yeah, it's, it's just whether the, that um, lack of firepower up top hurts them in the, in the latter stages. Yeah. And yeah. this could be another case of like similar to Denmark, they had, they've hit the ground running at the right time. Mm, yeah, yeah. as they enter the round sixteen, but yeah, I think uh, from what I've seen, like they they got better as the tournament went on, but yeah, and like they 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 obviously controlled every game that they were in, but yeah, that that the reason I said it wasn't as convincing is just because I feel like to be convincing you have to put away those chances, and I feel like it, until the last game, I I, I wanted them to, I want I expected them to top this group, and I feel like I'm, I, they missed they. Instead of getting like an eight or a seven out of ten, they probably got like a six out of ten for me. Yeah, I had to grade their performance in the group stage. Yeah, they could. Yeah, 
No, no, we'll get on to the rest of the game later. <laughs> uh, not much to say about Slovakia and Poland. I thought Slovakia looked good in the first game against Poland, but then got progressively worse as the tournament went, as the group stage went on. And Poland, if they didn't have Lewandowski, would be literal dog water. Like, they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy to see, especially that last game where they were kind of pushing to... Um, get onto four points to have a chance of, of qualifying. Um, and Lewandowski just pulled the whole team up. Yeah, it was a one-man show. And then, like, yeah, like, they, they needed a win to do it. And they were, he brought them back to scores level. And then, obviously, Sweden, in the last few minutes, equal, uh, won the game. But, yeah, I, 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 Lewandowski is just one of those players who is unlucky to come from a nation that is never going to really produce a team that is going to challenge for any of these world uh, titles yeah but alas yeah finally the group of death um yeah so France going through and yeah it, it, in the end it was a little bit unconvincing I think they're the they've got the lowest points of any team topping a group with mm. five um and then Germany and Portugal and four each and Hungary with two which was incredible I, th- I think the most interesting thing from this group is Hungary's performances they Absolutely. were they were awesome yeah they were awesome yeah, I think um, Hungary, even without, like we said, they would struggle without Dominic Schoberslai, but they seem to just find this resolve. And like, it, like t- twice they scored just after Germany scored. Actually, no, no, sorry. Once they scored just after Germany scored, but like they also nabbed the first goal within the first 10 minutes against Germany. And then after going down, they equalized again. And it was just like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, I, I hate to always come back to England. <laughs> but um, actually, I don't. Um, but... <laughs> But I feel like that performance that the Germany put up against against Hungary gives me a lot of um, encouragement about England's, especially as it'll probably go a similar way. Mm. Like I will play the way Hungary played, but we'll probably play it better. If I'm yeah, honest, exactly. And and we also have more weapons go, uh, to hit on the counter or just to on offense. Yeah, I think the thing with fr- France, they obviously got the draw with Hungary. They just beat Germany. Um, but yeah, they haven't they haven't produced what I think they're capable of. But I still think they're they're front runner to win the tournament. Yeah, and Pog, this is, Pogba has been killing it. Yeah, and I I think especially the first game. The first game, yeah. This is, and this is what I'll say. Like when we talked about this, France in the first game, like this is where we differed, right? It's like you were like they just did what they had to, and like they'll be fine. They're still favourites, and I agree that they're still favourites, but. I, I just wanted to see more of a statement. And while I still agree that they're favourites because they're qualified first, again, I'm just not convinced. Two, like, a draw, a one win and two draws. And, like, that Portugal, like, the Hungary game probably should have won it. Like, they just didn't, couldn't finish on their day. But the Portugal game, that was pretty back and forth. And, like, I know the, the, the main feature of, of that game was just, poor, was just weird refereeing decisions. But... Portugal aren't that good a team, save for Ronaldo, and I thought France should have definitely exploited how bad they are defensively, and they they didn't do it enough. Yeah, and but, all, all, all the stats are, were pretty similar as well. Like it wasn't it wasn't a game that they yeah. should, should have won, as you say. Yeah. Uh, lastly, though, Portugal. I mean, it's basically like I, I, it's not Ronaldo FC because he's winning man of the match every game, but it's Ronaldo FC because. He scored five goals. Yeah, they won three penalties. He's taken three penalties, and he's scored two tap-ins. But at the same time, like if they didn't have him, they would be maybe potentially even bottom of this group. Yeah, I, I think they would be. Yeah, 
He scored five of their seven. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think the, the other thing with Portugal is that their defence is just not convincing yeah. at all. All right. Finally, before we get on to the uh, round of 16, we're just going to go through a little... As, as you know, we love to do uh, combined 11s. So uh, I've made a little combined 11 uh, for the group stage. Uh, I've already showed Will with this. Uh, so, and like... I don't think he changed too much, but we'll see. So I've got Robin Olsen in goal for Sweden. He was the main reason they kept a clean sheet against Spain, and then he's kept two clean sheets, and the two goals he did concede in the group stage were two great goals from Lewandowski. Uh, then I've got Dumfries, uh, Stones, and Spinozola. Dumfries and Spinozola picked themselves. They've been the two probably best attacking defenders uh, in, in um, the group stage. And I think Stones, in, in what I, I'm going to argue that Italy or England have had the best defence in the tournament so far but Italy is in a worse group so yeah. that's and I think Stones has been really good and deserves credit for it and also I've, I've picked another Italy player here in Spinozola so yeah <laughs> <laughs> then I've got Emil Forsberg from Sweden uh, he's been killing it he's their leading goal scorer um, can't say enough about him he, he's killed it yeah though tidy finishes too yeah with both both feet too uh I've got Hoiberg from Denmark. I feel like you could have picked one or two or three Denmark players, but yeah, the way they've responded to such an intense um, disruption in their squad, uh, I think has been really good. And I think he's, he's, he's leading the tournament in assists, and he's just been a rock in that midfield for them. He's, he's been a rock, but he's also done something that I don't see him do that often for Tottenham, is pass the ball forward. Forward, and take shots and <laughs> yeah. stuff, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird how not just him but a bunch of players another player who almost made it into this team Pogba also plays a lot seems to play a lot better for his country than yeah. his club uh, then I've got Locatelli probably was the, almost was the first name on the team sheet uh, he's been incredible he's going to definitely get picked up by a big team in the uh, transfer window after this and then Wijnaldum uh, like I said before uh, he's a player of the tournament front runner and then the three up top I've got Lukaku Lewandowski and Ronaldo Again, kind of pick themselves. You could have maybe picked. Uh, oh, there's another guy who scored three goals. Uh, uh, Chick, Depay also a shout, but I just think those three yeah, have those played three. Yeah. the best. All right, moving on to the round of no complaints. No complaints. No complaints. No, no complaints. <laughs> love, love to hear it. Love to hear it. Moving on to the round of sixteen. Oh, that was in a four, three four three. By the way, bucking up four three three trend, we usually stick to. We'll anyway, put it, we'll put it on Instagram. And we will. Know. We will. Uh, all right. The first game off the rank, cab off the rank, uh, Sunday, the 27th of June, Wales versus Denmark. How do you see this one going? I, th- I think it's been very close. I think, yeah, obviously Denmark are more of a, a unit. Like, you, you're not... I think, like like you just touched on, you could have picked a few players from the Denmark team to get to go into that 11, and you, you want to pick one of them because they've been so good as a team. Um, whereas Wales is just a two-man show, essentially. A two-man show with Dan James providing a bit of support. <laughs> yeah, but I think that two-man show is yeah. so good that they can definitely compete with that really solid unit. I'm, I'm, do you think, I mean, I hope Denmark wins. Do you think Ampadu... <laughs> Out with the red card is gonna is gonna have a big impact or not really? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do you think? I, th- so? I think it might have an impact just because they'll have to bring in a player who hasn't probably played as much in the group stage. Might take a little bit to adjust, and that could have been enough, enough time for Denmark to nab a goal. But I also don't think he's that big a player that is important. I think that's the thing. I th- yeah, it's it's it might be hard to replace him, but um, 
even so, I feel like whoever you bring in can probably do what he's been yeah. what he's been doing. I don't, uh, don't rate him too highly, to be yeah. honest. But um, <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> um, I, I think Denmark again, as we as we were touching on before, just the momentum going into it might might get them over the line. Yeah, I also feel like uh, defensively, even though Wales have been have, have been resolute at the back, I think defensively Denmark with Christensen and Kier and and Kasper Schmeichel behind them, that's like. Up, so upper, upper level Premier League quality yeah so uh, and also uh, Kyo plays for um, AC Milan but still like yeah. that's and, like and then Hoiberg in front of that as well yeah and then Delaney next to him plays for Dortmund there's just, there's just more overall quality in that team yeah you can argue that like there's more quality up front in terms of Bale is better than anyone on in Denmark's front three but at the same time no, no one in Denmark's front three is a slouch so and, and to be fair, Brathwaite plays with Barcelona. So. Yeah, I think yeah the the game where Wales looked really good it was that Turkey second game. game against Turkey. The, the the goals they scored are just balls through the middle that I think will be defended better by Denmark. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And apart from that, they didn't score against Italy. They got a header against um, Switzerland. So yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah you're right. The the momentum for Denmark is going to win them this one. Uh, let's, let's just for the sake of it, let's give a score prediction. Uh, I'm gonna go. I think I think Wales might nab a goal, but I'd probably go two one. No, three one. I'm gonna go ballsy here. Three one. Denmark. I reckon they could run away with it. Denmark on penalties. Denmark on penalties. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. I read it. It's, I reckon it, it will be close. It's yeah, actually, three one's probably a bit hard. I'm gonna stick with my original one, two one, because I think Wales are hard to break down. Two one. Denmark and penalties and I go Denmark 2 and, and and one all after after the allotted time yeah um, next one um, on at, at 5am on the Sunday Australian time obviously um, Italy versus Austria uh, well I think Austria are a, be- are a better team than Italy has faced at so far I still think they win this uh, yeah Austria like they've been good but it, they haven't been really good and Italy have been really good I think this will be. This won't be a three nil, like like Italy won most of their games in the group stage. This might be. And I think Austria might might nab one. Although it's like Italy are, the, are one of two teams that haven't conceded a goal yet in so far. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, I just I just think Italy they've got like all over the pitch. They're just good. Like the, like like we've commented on before. There's no real standout, but all over the pitch they're just really solid, and they'll create enough chances they've, they've got depth as well I think Austria kind of can I say a three man show <laughs> <laughs> Sabitzer and like uh, Arnautovic and Alaba and they're all good going forward too like I mean Alaba is obviously a defensive player but he's looked the best going forward so yeah, yeah. I think Italy will be too will be too strong yeah, yeah. I think if I think this is the this is the game where Italy might concede, but I also think they might they'll probably win this three one. Mm. I'll say I'll I'll, I'll go two one. Two one. Okay, nice. <laughs> Just because I agree and don't want to say the same thing. Yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, moving on, next we've got the Netherlands versus the Czech Republic. Again, this is a similar thing to the game before. I think while the Czech Republic have looked decent in Group D, this is a much tougher task against a team that could. I have a much better time of breaking down low blocks. Yeah. 
Exactly. They've, they've, they've got the creative players um, going forward. They've also got very solid um, centre-backs. They've got Ju- Julian Timber, DeLitt, and... DeVry. DeVry. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, Dumfries and Van Aanholt bombing forward on the yeah, either wing. I think, yeah. The Netherlands are going to be too 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 strong. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they've checked that Czech probably don't score here. Like, mm. I'm, I'm... I'll, go, I'll go for this one. 2-0. Two, two I'm actually just going to agree with you. I think 2-0 two nil, two nil is, is... Yeah, that's, I, I see that happening. Yeah. And, it's, and it's worth noting at this point, so that will set up a quarterfinal based on our predictions between Netherlands and Denmark. Netherlands and Denmark, which would be a very interesting game. Yeah. All right, on to one of the more contentious games that could go either way here. Belgium versus Portugal. <sighs> Thoughts, feelings... <laughs> I think, like we touched on, I think we've seen in the group stage that Portugal have a lot of weaknesses and I haven't really seen that for Belgium, provided it's been a tougher group for Belgium. But I, I think since De Bruyne has come into the team, they just look so good. Some of their above. team goals that they've scored, um, they'll, be able, they'll be able to break down Portugal relatively yeah. easy. And they haven't looked as defensively suspect as I thought they would. Yeah, like, they, like Denmark created chances against them. To be fair, but I feel like Denmark were like so fired up for that game. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, and they sort of, especially because Denmark came out firing. Yeah, they copped that early goal, um, and that was a pretty bad mistake from the centre back. Yeah, but they kind of steadied themselves after that. Um, yeah, I, I think Belgium to win this one. Portugal got goals in them though. I think um, this could be like a quite a high scoring game. Three, three, two, three, two, Belgium. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, after extra time. Belgium wins four two. Four two. I like yeah. that. I like that. I reckon it's gonna be two all at full time, and then Belgium's just gonna run away with it. Run over them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. But another quarter final set up here between Italy and Belgium, which will be really interesting. Huge. Yeah. That's that's where it starts to get. Yeah. Um, next one is. On the Tuesday morning, Croatia versus Spain. What do you What do you reckon? I think, like you like you touched on before, Spain have got got better and and like they they it's clicked for them now. And Croatia, like they look, yeah, yes, they, yes, it kind of clicked for them too against Scotland. But like Spain on both, like will be a much better attacking force going forward than Scotland, and probably a better defense than Scotland as well. Uh, I think Croatia aren't the team of three years ago, like I've said many times before. I think Spain, even if Spain has some trouble in front of goal, I see them winning this game. Yeah. I I think the thing with the the trouble in front of goal is as well, like, there's an element of bad luck in it, and I just, you you just see that turning round at some point with the amount of chances they create. It's the law of averages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and they will continue to create chances because the players they've got creating them are... yeah, and I, 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 like, like Modric isn't going to be hitting outside the box, outside of the boot, wonder goals every game. That was like, beautiful. Like, but like, it's just, like, like, is it, he can only do so much at 33-34. So, yeah. I think I think like, maybe Croatia get a goal. But like, I also I don't know if they do get a goal. Like, I don't think they'll score. I don't think there's a whole lot of goals in this game just because I don't think... I, don't, I think Croatia are decently solid. But like, I... I See, like Spain, a one 0 or a two 0 Do you th- do you think Spain are going to dominate the ball as they've done in the group stage? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, well, England dominated the ball against Croatia, so yeah. Spain definitely will. 
Yeah. Modric just can't really have that much of a yeah. say. Yeah, I reckon no goal for Croatia, maybe... Maybe two for Spain. Two? Yeah, I back it. Two now. Fr- uh, France versus Switzerland. Now, this game, if it, uh, this is where I expect France to be like, okay, we've dusted off the cobwebs of the group stage game. This is why we're favourites. And if they don't do it in this game, I'm going to have some serious doubts. Like, if they scrape through in extra time or in penalties, I'm going to be like, nah, they're, they're, they're a very beatable team. Mm-hmm. That being said, I see them winning like 3 0 at least. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree. To be honest, I, I don't <laughs> I don't think Switzerland have, have have been very good. I think they're they're lucky to have gone through, um, because Turkey was so bad. Um, yeah. See, un, un, unlike Monday Night Football, with Jamie and Gary, some, we don't disagree for the sake of disagreeing. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think a lot of these games, though, just looking at them. I mean, apart from Wales, Wales, Denmark, they're kind of like you just kind of expect. Yeah expect something to happen yeah I, I think France will, will come out I think yeah I think France will steamroll this game but if they don't do anything but dominate the Switzerland team I don't have doubts that they'll win it all but I, they will not be this like on a pedestal juggernaut team that no one can beat anymore for me yeah because I've, I've got doubts now a, a few creep, doubts creeping in and if they don't quote unquote batter Switzerland yeah then We'll yeah, because it's it's important it's important for their campaign, right? Because after that draw with Hungary, if if they don't look convincing here, they're just going to get that beatable tag. Yeah, and it, and and a, part, a lot of the thing about France going to the tournament would be a mental thing they have over lots of other teams because like, all, I, I know it it builds pressure on them as well, but like, there's got to be a mental thing. Unlike in the Premier League or any any local league, when you're a small team going up against a big team, there's also there's almost like that. Motive, nothing to lose motivation because yeah. it's like oh if we beat this team what a story it is we're not expected to do any better in tournament football it's not that the way the, the, it's, France is so good that it puts fear and doubt into other teams' minds and like they'll sit deeper they'll invite pressure on and then that's how France wins and dictates games but if they the way they've performed so far and if they don't perform well against Switzerland and scrape through with a win then other teams are like hang on a minute this isn't the team that won the World Cup three years ago they're not even if the team is relatively the same they're not playing on their best. We can we can beat this team, and, and like they'll look to assert themselves more. And France, like they're really good on paper, but who knows? Yeah. If you, if if you don't have the performances, you don't have the momentum. It's very hard in in these tournaments. And again, if if they're not convincing, they'll go into the into the quarterfinal against Spain, assuming that Spain beat Croatia as we predicted. Um, and that's just going to be that's going to be very hard. Yeah. If you don't have momentum. Exactly. Yeah. All right, the big game. Here <laughs> we go. <laughs> England versus Germany, and our predictions may shock you. <laughs> no, they won't. Um, so, I'm just going to go straight to my prediction. Yeah, um, I, I reckon 3-1 three, three, England. 3-1 England? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, thought, I think we're going to win two, but 3-1, oh wow. Because I think, I think Germany will score, because it's, it, it's going to open up a bit more. Um, I reckon maybe maybe in the second half, but I think England would just have those better pieces going forward against a Germany defense that I thought was going to be quite solid, but hasn't been so far this tournament. Yeah, and like I touched on a couple minutes before when we were talking about Germany and the, uh, Jürgen Löw saying he thinks England are going to attack and they're going to be uh, easier to exploit defensively. 
I, I, I don't think he's just saying that to like double bluff us because that'd just be weird. So if that's his actual mindset going into the game, I think he could be in for a shock. Yeah. Because like, it was weird that like, not weird, uh, but like, like a lot of pundits and a lot of just general fans were touting the main the main concern going into this tournament was defence. Yeah. You're like, oh, John Stones and Harry Maguire, they're not very convincing. And, you know, like England, you know, had an easy run in the World Cup and like they played five at the back. So if they're going to play four at the back, they're going to be more susceptible. But then you look at their team. Luke Shaw uh, made, the Euro- made the Europa League final with Manchester United, finished second. Pos- the best left back in the Premier League this yeah. season. But basically uh, everyone had him in. Kyle there. Walker, best right back in the Premier League this season. Uh, John Stones, a lot of people, lots of people had them, had, and John Stones and Harry Maguire, lots of people had them in their team of the season. Next to yeah. Ruben Diaz, it was him or it was one or the other. So this defense, I don't think, gets enough credit. Like it's a good defense. It's a very solid back four that they ha- that have experience playing together. Not like, albeit some of the players more than others, but still have like Stones, Maguire, and Walker. Lots of experience playing together. And Shaw, he's a mature player. He can fit into that. Yeah. And then Pickford, yeah, Pickford outperforms for England. Yeah, exactly. So I just feel like this defense is going to take some break, some breaking down. Again, and this is another thing. It was like when everyone was like, "Oh, only winning the friendlies, even one 0 against Romania and Austria." It was like, "Yeah, but okay, yeah, the friendlies and the group stage, we've conceded no goals in five games." Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. So and yeah, like you said before, we've got as good, if not better, options going forward than Germany. Yeah. Like probably as good. I'm not going to stretch and say better, but as good options going forward. Only 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 place I reckon they they are better than us is in midfield. But we're still, no, we're still not but a we're, slouch. We're better at centre-forward by far. Oh, yeah, yeah by far. Yeah. They don't even have a recognised centre-forward. Yeah. Well, I, I remember I called <laughs> Muller to get the golden boot. Yeah. <laughs> reflect on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I still don't think we'll win 3-1 just because I, I, we, our, setup just, our setup and the way Gareth likes to play doesn't allow us to score a whole lot of goals, but I do think we'll score more than one. Yeah. I think it'll be... I'm going to go 2-1. 2-1. I, re- I reckon it's going to be 2-1... I don't think it's going to go to extra time. I think we're going to nab it. Like, it, I think it's a lot of the girls' goals will be scored in the first sixty minutes of the game. Mm. Let's let's hope so. Yeah. I, I suppose mine is a bit of a optimistic prediction, but yeah. you got to you got to stay optimistic. Hey. It's it's going to be very interesting to see the team the, the team that he picks. Yeah. Um, I think I think Henderson even maybe starting mm. alongside Rice. Alongside Rice over Phillips. No, sorry, I meant Phillips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not Rice, not Rice. <laughs> yeah, because like as defensively good as Rice is, I just I feel like he kills any offense we hope to have, and especially if you want to counter long balls over the top, long balls through the lines from Henderson, or long balls over the top from Phillips, is a really key. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, it, it'll be interesting though if if that is the route he goes because part of England's maybe d- defensive solidity in these last five games might be due to those two holding midfielders Rice sitting in Phillips, front of them. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. But yeah, we're both going in to win. You know, three lines on the chest. Got to back the boys in. It's coming. It's, it, it, it's, it's, oh, we're not, gonna, not saying home yet, but it's coming for sure. Uh, all right. Finally, to wrap us up, we've got Sweden versus Ukraine. An interesting this, game, this, this one. This is probably the most interesting... Well, yeah, the most tightly contested game. Yeah, next I'd to say. Wales and Denmark. Anyway, um, I think that Sweden um, showed a little bit more in the group stages, though. Um, 
So yeah, I, I reckon I've got them, them down to win. The, the question is, who's wearing yellow? <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> um, I don't know where the game's been. Oh. It's in Glasgow. Okay. Well, that doesn't really help. Uh, at but all. anyway, that's, 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 it's, it's, it's beside the point. But uh, I think Sweden, based on what I've seen, top the group. I think. Uh, just I I don't like. They, uh, the player for player, I don't think they're a whole lot better than Ukraine, but I do think they their best players are better than Ukraine's best players. Yeah. I feel like Isak's better than any striker they've got, and Forsberg's better than any midfielder they've got. Not by much over Zinchenko or uh, Malinovsky, but... Hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just hard, though, because, you know, if, if Isak and, and, um, and Forsberg don't have quite a big as impact... Players like Yarmolenko can easily score goals and, and, and knock them off. So it's going to be a very interesting game. I reckon it might go past 90. I think it will go past 90 as well. And Sweden will, will get it. Could we see penalties here? We could. We, we, I, I, yeah, reckon, we, I reckon it's we, definitely a possibility. I, I, this, this will be the first... I, I know you already picked one penalty game. This will be the first game I pick going on penalties. And I just think because Robin Olsen's a better goalkeeper, I think... Sweden wins on penalties. Yeah, that's that's a good shout. That's a good shout. I'm still going to stick with them. We're getting an extra time for Sweden. An extra time, Sweden. Yeah. Nice. All right. So just to recap, we've got and actually just just what just quickly that that will make um, an England Sweden quarterfinal, like in the World Cup. Yeah, which should be good. Yeah. Just to recap, we've got Denmark beating Wales. We've got Italy beating uh, Austria. Netherlands beating Czech Republic. Belgium beating Portugal, Spain beating Croatia, Italy beating Switzerland, uh, what France beating Switzerland, sorry, uh, England beating Germany, and Sweden beating Ukraine. I'm sure listeners would have loved to hear us disagree over some of these, but not a single disagreement. But the fact of the matter is, I feel like a lot of these results pick themselves, and mm. uh, and also me and Wilbur do a lot of talking off air about these type of things. So we've already converged. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, maybe we can. Maybe you can disagree with us on, on socials or something. Yeah, and, and probably next next week when we when we uh, break down the round of 16 and talk about the quarterfinals, we might have some disagreements here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we that's that's all for this week. Uh, we'll post that uh, combined 11 of the group stage on Instagram and, and hopefully you guys can give us your thoughts. As always, follow us on there, uh, 40-yard underscore switch. And if you like what you hear, give us a like and a follow on Spotify. And yeah, we'll see you back next week for what will be episode 13. Jeez, we've come a long way. Yeah, yeah we, we, we missed the um, celebration of the 10, 10 episodes. Yeah, but here we it's go. All, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that big a celebration. <laughs> anyway, thanks guys. See you later.